feel stuck? Tired of wrestling with shame, insecurity, and hiding your flaws? Friend, I've been there, and it's time to come out of hiding because God wants to meet you in the middle of your big hot mess. I'm Kimberly Stokes, and I'm on mission to help real women, just like you, get unstuck, meet Jesus in all the ordinary moments, and live in increased intimacy with God. Ephesians 3.20 says God can do far more than you could ever imagine. This is the Imagine More podcast, and it's time for today's show. Hi, friend. I'm glad you joined me for this episode. Love them when you don't like them. In today's show, we're going to discuss some practical elements of family life that really are rarely ever discussed. What to do in your own head and thoughts when you don't like your spouse or your child. Girlfriend, have you gone through a season or some seasons where you couldn't stand your spouse or you had trouble liking your child some days? In those seasons or those days, it's like all I can see is their glaring weaknesses and flaws. And if you know me, you know how incredibly much I, I adore Shannon and both of our kids. And I'm thinking if I struggled with this at times, I know others do too. And when I have a really negative attitude towards my husband or towards one of our kids, it so affects my heart in a really negative way. So in today's show, I'll give some tips on how to navigate through negativity in your mind and lean into God in the midst of the really rough relational patch with your husband or your child. This can play out in marriage in a myriad of ways like disappointment, rejection, even small irritations that build up over time if they aren't dealt with. It can play out in our relationship with our kids on so many levels. And then, do you struggle with feeling guilty at times when you don't like your kid? I mean, aren't good moms supposed to love and like their kids all the time? If you're a mom, you know the reality is we don't always like our kids. I mean, they're human, right? Sometimes I don't even know if God likes them. No, but seriously, this is real. And if you're like in a funky mindset and really struggling to like your child... It can be super discouraging, and many moms don't know what to do with those negative thoughts and emotions. So, do you remember the Baby Pink podcast when I used the dictionary example of how God defines you? We're going to quickly revisit that because it totally is a valuable key to get out of the land of negativity towards our husband or children. So, remember, whatever we allow to define us is the reality from which we live our lives. But this also applies to how we define other people. So once again, I just want you to imagine like this huge dictionary and if this is God's dictionary and he has the name of each one of his children written in it and afterwards is his definition of that son or daughter of his. And we'd see words like loved, adored, wanted, forgiven, valuable, precious. And as this becomes the measuring stick that we use to define ourselves, we actually begin to see God's definition of others. And we more readily begin to agree with how God sees and defines our spouse, our kids, our parents, our boss, our coworker, our neighbor. When I know that I'm precious to the Father, that I'm forgiven, that I'm loved when I least deserve it, I can come into agreement with the lavish love and the extreme forgiveness of God because He wants to grow me. He wants to grow you to look just like Jesus on the inside so we can see what jesus sees feel what jesus feels think what he thinks and love like he loves when we actually believe god's definition and the value he speaks over us i really think he begins to open our eyes to perceive others including our husbands and kids 
as he perceives them. So it's like we begin to replace our definition of them and actually begin to see them like God does, with radical love, with loads of grace, with just so much forgiveness in our hearts and seeing that they have such value because they were made in his image. So God wants us to be honest, to offer our real self to him, right? Including our honest thoughts and emotions. But he also wants us to live from his reality, from his thoughts, his emotions, his truth, his love, and his perceptions. So often this presents a conundrum because these two areas are such polar opposites. Sometimes we just don't expect life to be as difficult as it turns out to be, at least in certain seasons. And I think we can feel really disappointed and blindsided by this. So how can we engage God in the midst of the pain, in the midst of disappointment with our spouse or with our child? What do we do when we don't like our husband or child on certain days or in certain seasons? Today, I want to share some super practical things that I've done when I was in those seasons, when I've had great difficulty loving, respecting, or honestly, even just liking my people. I shared a portion of this on the Baby Pink podcast, but I felt like I was supposed to share it in its entirety, what God said to me. It's just so practical, real, and relevant, and it's just a topic that's not very discussed very often. So the other day, as I sought the Lord in my quiet time, I was super struggling, had such a negative attitude towards someone in my family, and I felt stuck in negativity towards this person. And so I asked the Lord, God, what do I do with these really negative thoughts? I want to love this person well, but I am on the struggle bus. And this is what I sense the Father speak to my heart. I see every single flaw and blind spot in my bride, and I make the choice to love her. Every person has issues and areas of weakness, but that doesn't negate their value, nor does it affect the choice to love. The beauty of agape love is seeing and knowing the trash on someone and loving them in the midst of it. Performance-based love says you have to maintain a certain standard in order to deserve my love. But agape love says you have innate value because you were made in my image. Agape love oozes forgiveness and operates in a spirit of kindness. Agape love says, I choose you and choose to focus on your strengths and not define you by your weaknesses, mistakes, or poor choices. So, to answer your question, dear one, take those negative thoughts captive and remind yourself. And then he told me these things to remind myself, and it just brought um, such clarity to my mind, my heart, and my emotions. So he says, take your thoughts, take the negative thoughts captive and remind yourself. He has innate value because he was created in my image. He said, choose to focus on his strengths. You can see all of his weaknesses and blind spots and still choose to love and honor him. He doesn't have to earn or deserve your love. It's your responsibility to love him as I love you, which was holy, completely, and without reservation. Then God said, your love is a gift that you can lavish on Shannon and your kids, whether you feel it or not. View him as a valuable treasure and treat him accordingly. So this word from the Lord, I can't tell you how much it helped my heart. It helped my attitude. It really brought a shift that day. And I think in the day-to-day demands of family life, of work and marriage, it's easy to unintentionally begin to take our spouse for granted. It's super tempting to zero in on his flaws and weaknesses instead of his innate worth and value. And, And similarly with our kids, But you know what? Love says, in the good, in the bad, in the ugly, 
I choose you. Disappointment won't reign on the throne of my heart because Jesus is on the throne of my heart. And he fills me with supernatural courage and love. Love says your actions, your flaws, your failures, and your weaknesses don't define you. Your value is securing Christ. And his opinion is what defines you. Love says to our family members, I choose you today and every day. Love says I can set healthy boundaries and have difficult conversations as I surrender to Christ and receive his perspective which really is key to victory and healing in marriage, I think. It's important to remember that whatever we focus on grows with our spouse and with our kids. We can choose to focus on their weaknesses or we can intentionally focus on their strengths. Now, please know I'm not suggesting that we live in a world of make-believe as if they don't have issues or blind spots. Uh, No, that's not what I'm talking about. But negativity and a critical spirit, it really is like venom if it goes unchecked. So when you're in turbulent seasons or even just having really rough days, (laughs) when I'm struggling with a negative attitude towards Shannon or one of our kids, I'm way more aware of their faults than their assets or their positive qualities. So today I want to share three very simple yet practical things that I've done countless times over the years that have helped me so incredibly much. And I did this so many times. When our son was between the ages of 12 and 14, for for us, that was just a, a rough season with him. Emotionally, it was hard for me as a mom. And then I've also done it when struggling in my marriage. So the reality is, we're not always going to like our spouse or our kids, right? But we can always choose to love and make the choice to not camp out in the land of negativity, focusing on their weaknesses and flaws. I'm so thankful that God doesn't do that with me, that he doesn't just focus on my weaknesses and flaws, aren't you? So three things that help me immensely when I'm having trouble liking them. Number one is I'll ask God, Father, how do you define Shannon right now? Or how do you see Ethan God, how do you see Allie right now? I listen to what I sense the Father is saying over them, and I'll just write it in my journal, and then I'll review it because I want to agree with his thoughts toward, toward my family. It's like as I seek God, it's like I'm asking him, okay, in your dictionary, how do you define? How do you see Shannon? Or how do you define and see Ethan or Allie? And usually God reminds me that they're in process, <laughs> that he's not angry, that he's not in a hurry with them. He's not trying to rush their character development. And he always tells me how much he loves them. And during seasons of struggle in our marriage, hearing what God has said about Shannon, it always challenged me to make a shift in my thoughts and to see him rightly as God does. So number one, asking God to simply ask, Father, how do you see my spouse? What's your opinion of my child? And listen for his heart towards them. The second one is, I love to camp out in 1 Corinthians 13. When I'm having a hard time, I'm in a rough season of like not really liking my husband or my kids, camping out in 1 Corinthians 13, which is known as the love chapter, it's vital for me. So a few days ago, something happened, and honestly, I was just really deeply disappointed in our son. So the next morning in my quiet time, I just instinctively in my time with the Lord turned to 1 Corinthians 13 and I was just reminded of what true love looks like. When I'm struggling to like them 
or I'm really disappointed in one of my family members, it helps me to take responsibility for me that I'm responsible to love them well as Jesus loves me. So as I read 1 Corinthians 13 the other day, I was reminded, without love, I'm nothing. In fact, I'm completely bankrupt without love. Love doesn't give up when disappointed. It puts others first. It isn't jealous or selfish or prideful. Love doesn't fly off the handle or remind others of their sin. Love puts up with hard times and it always trusts God. It believes the best. It's full of hope. And that day as I stilled my heart before the Lord, I heard what he had to say about Ethan. And I just sensed God saying, I'm not in a hurry for his character development. I'm in for the long haul no matter what. And then he shared this with me. Be aware of your own heart not just Ethan's, because I think sometimes with our spouse, but especially with our kids, or at least for me, I tend to be so focused on like their character and you know what needs to happen and how they need to be shaped or changed. But the Lord was like, be aware of your own heart, not just Ethan's. Surrender your heart fully and continually to me. Ask me to fill you with my love, my perspective, and my goodness. In all things, I want to grow you on the inside more and more like Jesus. God said, I'm not concerned with outer appearances. I want full reign in your thoughts, your motivations, your perceptions and responses. You're still growing into who you're becoming, beloved, and so is Ethan. And then he said, be still and know that I am God. Be still and rest in my goodness and love. Be still and breathe as my spirit fills you with hope today. And then he said, I release you to love Ethan radically freely and fully don't hold back your affection or love love pray trust and grow and believe that i really do work all things for good including this thing so that day stilling myself to just like hear god's thoughts towards ethan it completely shifted my thoughts and emotions and i came into agreement my thoughts came into alignment even my emotions came into alignment with the father and when god reminded me that he wasn't in a hurry it was like this deep wave of relief just swept over me just to be still and know to trust god with this situation and he freed me up to love radically which I certainly couldn't or wouldn't have done apart from his supernatural love and grace filling me in that moment. When we have a difficult time liking our family, we can lean into God to simply love them well, to see them as he sees them, getting his perspective about them, and then, 1 Corinthians 13, getting being reminded of my responsibility to love It always infuses me with like a spiritual game plan of how to move forward. You know, it's such a relief because when we're in situations like that, so many times things feel out of our control. But it's a relief because I can control if I'm loving well or not. If I'm leaning into God and receiving from Him. So it's like being reminded of my responsibility in that situation was to love and forgive Ethan. So my third tip with this, it may sound silly, but I promise you it is so helpful when you're struggling with liking one of your family members. And it's simply to make a list of his strengths or her strengths. So it's like writing down what I like about him, what I appreciate about him. 
and I will write it in the back of my journal. And I like if it's a season like when I was going through that rough time with Ethan, kind of the 12 to 14 years, and then or a rough time in my marriage, I'll write it in the back of my journal. And then I'll try to review it every day to remind myself, these are the things I like and appreciate. These are Shannon's strengths, or these are Ethan or Allie's strengths. It's very, very helpful. You could put it on the notes in your phone if you want, but just purposefully reminding yourself of the positive qualities that your spouse or your child has. I cannot tell you how helpful it is. It's so simple. It doesn't take much time, but it has a huge impact in that I'm reminding myself and choosing to focus on the strengths and be thankful for some of the positive qualities that he has. Really, at the end of the day, love is a choice. At the end of the day, love is costly, and love requires that we die to self. At the end of the day, friend, love really just looks like Jesus. And we can only love like Jesus to the degree that we're dependent on Him, to the degree that we're surrendered to Him. When we stop using our own qualifications or having hoops through which they have to jump to define our spouse or our kids, when we begin using God's dictionary and His definition, we listen to His heart toward our spouse or our kids and agree with God, we will be reminded that our husband and our kids are valuable treasures created in the image of God, that their actions, their failures, their weaknesses don't define them. How God perceives them, that's who they really are. That's the true definition of them. It's not my responsibility to change or control them. Yes, I'm to mother. Yes, I'm to parent. Yes, I'm to discipline. I'm to love. But I can't ultimately control them. And I certainly can't control my husband. My responsibility is love and to move towards heart connections with them. Which sometimes means being brave and having difficult conversations. Sometimes it means confronting situations, confronting issues head on, but in love. 1 Corinthians 2.16 says, We have the mind of Christ. And that's really the place from which we want to live. His truth, His mind, His heart, His opinion about us, about our spouse, and about our children. We have the mind of Christ. Friend, you have the mind of Christ. And I want to encourage you, if you're going through a rough season right now, if you're having great difficulty liking your spouse or one of your children, I encourage you, continually go to the Father for His definition. Lean into Him to fill you with the supernatural love. He wants to partner with us so we can release the tangible reality of His kingdom to our spouse and to our children. So, how do you love them when you don't like them? It's really only by and through God's grace and His supernatural help. Friend, God's got you and you're not alone on this journey. I really encourage you, do those three things. You may want to go back through and just like jot them down, take notes so the next time you're struggling with this, you've got a practical game plan on some simple things you can do, but they can have a huge impact. Well, that's a wrap for today's show. I'm rooting for you, friend. I believe in you. And more importantly, God is rooting for you and he believes in you. Let's lean into him today so we can love our spouse and our children well. And I found this quote recently that I just wanted to share. It says, every day may not be good, but there's something good in every day. Let's search for the good today and let's live from God's heart. Until next time. (music) 
friend, if you enjoyed today's podcast, please share it on your social accounts because we want to reach and bless as many women as possible. You can find me on Instagram at Kimberly K. Stokes. And be sure to check out our blog and online resources at imaginemoreministries.org. We're developing new resources to help you thrive on your journey with Jesus.